Hi, I'm Kia Damone. I'm a Florida-born chef, writer, host, and recipe developer. I served as an executive chef of a New York City restaurant at the age of 24 and became Cherry Bomb Magazine's first culinary director at 25. I've been named one of 16 chefs changing black food in America by the New York Times and Forbes 30 Under 30 in food and beverage. In 2021, I founded Kia Feeds the People, a budding mutual aid effort focusing on food apartheid in Brooklyn. I'll be your guest host for this month of Womanica. This month, we're talking about tastemakers. We're celebrating the Black chefs, cooks, and food historians who created new food ways and preserved important culinary stories of the past. Today's Womanican is a journalist, cultural historian, and author. She has published not one, not two, but 12 books about the food and food ways of the African diaspora. Her work emphasizes why food is important to understand history and ourselves. Let's meet Dr. Jessica B. Harris. Jessica was born in Queens, New York in 1948. Her father, Jesse Brown Harris, came from the hard scrapple South and moved to New York as a child during the Great Migration of the 1930s. Her mother, Rhoda Elise Jones, was born in New Jersey to a Baptist minister father. The couple had Jessica after nine years of marriage. Though Jesse and Rhoda both hailed from big families, Jessica was an only child. The Harris family put Jessica's education front and center, especially in exposing her to art and culture. Her mom would throw elaborate theme parties and decorate their home in vibrant colors and pieces of art made by friends. As a child, Jessica attended the United Nations International School. Her classmates were the children of diplomats and Nobel Prize winners. Through her education and her interactions with her classmates, Jessica started to get a taste for the world outside of Queens, New York. She yearned to experience different cultures, learn more history, and find her sense of place in the world. Rather than going to a private high school like her parents wanted, Jessica auditioned for and got into the drama department at the Public High School of Performing Arts. She graduated when she was 16 and pretty much left theater behind, but her penchant for storytelling ran strong. Jessica's time at Bryn Mawr College coincided with the height of the civil rights movement in the Vietnam War. Inevitably, she became more politically conscious. At the same time, Jessica was also spreading her wings as an adult. She took her first solo trip in the late 1960s to Paris. There, she spent her time seeking out small neighborhood restaurants, drinking red wine and champagne, and learning the art of the French omelet. After her sojourn, Jessica returned to New York City, this time drawn into the bright lights and bohemian glamour of Lower Manhattan. In 1969, she rented an apartment in an old tenement building in the village and started pursuing her doctorate at New York University. Jessica became interested in the Black arts movement and wrote reviews of books and art exhibitions, as well as articles about international politics and the African diaspora. Her dissertation focused on French-speaking theater in Senegal. So in 1972, Jessica took her first trip to sub-Saharan Africa to conduct research. There, she found, in the food, in the people, and her short time abroad, a way to combine her love for all things French and her growing love for African culture. Back in New York, 
Jessica got a job as a book review editor and later travel editor for Essence magazine. At her job, she brushed shoulders with the likes of Zora Neale Hurston and Toni Morrison. She also started to learn more about African food and its connection to the food she ate growing up in her Black community in Queens. Successful as she was, journalism was a side gig for Jessica. She was also a teacher for the SEEK program, a program designed to get African-American and Hispanic students in New York into the city university system. It was through SEEK that Jessica met Sam Floyd, an intellectual more than 10 years her senior. Sam introduced Jessica to literary giants like James Baldwin and Maya Angelou. Jessica called his house at 81 Horatio Street, Club 81, because his living room often served as an impromptu salon. Writers and academics passed through, reciting poetry, debating philosophy, or acting out snippets of plays. Wine flowed and plates filled with Sam's home cooking. It was at Club 81, in the company of friends, that Jessica came to truly love cooking. She lived by Sam's mantra, if you can afford it, buy it. Always offer your friends the best that you can and accept what you're given with grace. Then, in 1981, the AIDS epidemic found its way to the city. As Jessica watched the city lose its zeal, this festive chapter of her life came to an end. She and Sam had broken up, but remained in each other's lives. He was by her side as she grieved the death of her father. Only a year later, Sam himself passed away of AIDS. In 1985, Jessica published her first cookbook, Hot Stuff, a cookbook in praise of the piquant. She continued to publish several more cookbooks through the 1990s, covering everything from Brazilian cuisine to Kwanzaa traditions to Creole fusion. For 50 years, Jessica taught as a professor of English at Queens College before retiring in 2019. She is now a professor emerita. The same year, her cookbooks were inducted into the James Beard Cookbook Hall of Fame. In 2020, she was awarded a James Beard Lifetime Achievement Award, a huge honor for those in the culinary world. In 2021, Netflix adapted Jessica's 2011 book, High in the Hog, into a four-part documentary series. She tracked the history of African-American cuisine from open-air markets in Benin to backyards in Texas. Another season is currently in progress. These days, according to her Instagram bio, Jessica is enjoying a retirement renaissance. All month, we're talking about tastemakers. For more info and recipes from this month's Womanikins, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to co-creators Jenny and Liz Kaplan for having me as a guest host. As always, we're taking a break for the weekend. Talk to you on Monday. Jessica was it's so weird to call her. And I'm going to do it. But just because I know her and she's so much older, I'm like, Jessica. Feels- <laughs> That's like calling my mom Keisha. I'm like, ah. Oh. It feels very, yes. Yeah. Now I get it. <laughs>